Welcome to the City Life Lansing podcast. We hope this message empowers you to love life, love Jesus, love people, and dream more. You can connect with us at citylifelansing.com. You belong here. Working, Crystal. Writing some thank you cards. Just got off the phone with Pastor Eric and Pastor Erica in Brighton, a live church. It's where I'll be speaking. And I'm speaking, you're seeing this. I'm there today, right now. And I'm doing an intro video for one of our intern graduates who's everyone's favorite, favorite people person of all time, connection specialist. Kid City is alive and electric in the hallway. Every parent's excited when their kid gets to meet this adventure superhero. And I'm talking about the one and only, as you know, Ashton. And Ashton is a powerful man of God with a huge future in Jesus. But here is where we knew we could trust him most. It was not the moments that are the outside show. It's the moment riding in a van and seeing him have some of his food. He was so hungry, but yet he only had a little portion. He looks over at Modesto and he goes, bro, you want half? And Modesto was like, sure. And he gave away half of his food. And I came up to him later and I go, bro, come here. Remember when you gave Modesto half the food in the van? He's like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I said, bro, that moment is why I can trust you. That's how Jesus lives. Always shares his food. Refrigerator rights. So will you give, come on, to one of our own, but the mean City Life family introduction for his first time speaking on a Sunday morning, Ashton! Whoa! Whoa! Good morning. Good morning. That's an intro. Man. Man, I better bring it after that. Shoot. That was a good intro, dude. Wow. Well, he said it for me. My name's Ashton Lorian. I'm here today. I'm a graduated City Life intern. And that right there, if you don't know, that's Jerome Veeling. That's the pastor of City Life Lansing. Yo, I'm so grateful for them. And this lady, where is she? Oh, she's somewhere. Aya, Crystal. That's it right there. No manches. That's lady. See, they're killing. They literally just like, they're amazing. They love the city one life at a time. They're powerful. They're they're, they're just great leaders, and I'm just grateful that they give me the opportunity to be up here, a little kid, for real. This is crazy. But it's going to be fun. I'm excited. Are you guys excited? I might be a little excited. So, so I've spoken a couple times. This is my first time ever preaching in, like, to a congregation. I've done youth groups, stuff like that. So if you catch me, you know, I'll be doing stuff like this, moving way too fast. You need to be like, hey, bro, it's cool. Slow down. And I'll just, it, this, is, this is the move, right? Slow down. Okay. So we're just going to address it. So you might see me move. I'm just going to address it to you. That's where we're at. But a little bit about me. So I woke up today, 5'9", 198 pounds, 0.1 ounces. Uh, love fitness. I love passion. The word passionate. Passionate Ashton. I love it. It's my favorite thing in the world. Passion is so cool. Just the concept of it. I'm obsessed with fitness. I, I think obsessed is okay to use sometimes, but I'm not sure all the time. But I love fitness. I love it so much. I love, I love football. I love all the sport kind of guy. I'm that, I'm that kind of dude. But I also love, I like Jordans. I like, I like fashion. I like, but I, I had, to, I had to, like, we had to go through, like, fashion school last night to make sure, like, the red hit the red. Like, we were, we were studying last night. It was crazy. 
But no, like that's, that's a little bit about me and we're here. And I want to, I think, I think it's a statistic. I heard it somewhere. It's good to always show your family. So I grew up in Lansing, born and raised right here. You're going to see my mom and my little sister right there. Look at these beautiful ladies. Ooh, that's when I graduated high school. That's my little sister. That's my mamacita. This is it. And we grew up together. It was amazing. I was actually, sadly, unfortunately, I went down to Mexico and my mom passed away about three years ago. And so this is family, 100% DNA, love it. But then what was beautiful is, like, I got the opportunity to get a family 2.0 right here. And this is my adopted family, kind of like the reverse blind side with some Hispanic flavor. You just got to own it. It's real. It's there. But that's family. That's family right there. They took me in on some for real, like, crazy gospel stuff. I love it. So this is, so that is the same as the other family. This is all one. So if you see any of these people, say, what's up? That's family, okay? All right. So today we're going to get the opportunity to kick off Colossians 1. Colossians 1. We just worked through Philippians. We get to read the Bible freely. And we don't have to worry about nothing. We get to say that. I get to say Colossians 1, Jesus Christ. I can say that right now. That's deep. I could leave right now. That's cool. But we're going to kick off with Colossians 1. And so I'm going to show up to you guys. Streetlights. It's a dope audio presentation. And I think K. Ray made a little video for us to see it. And we're just going to read through the whole passage. We're going to listen to, like, the whole thing I'm going to be preaching on. And then I'll give you the script. We're going to kind of digest it, break it into parts. I'm going to reread it. And basically, guys, we're just going to bathe in our, like, super cool Holy Spirit, like, awesome word. Okay? So let's kick off with Colossians 1 right here. The book of Colossians. Colossians chapter 1. Greetings from Paul. This letter is from Paul, chosen by the will of God to be an apostle of Christ Jesus, and from our brother Timothy. We are writing to God's holy people in the city of Colossae, who are faithful brothers and sisters in Christ. May God our Father give you grace and peace. We always pray for you, and we give thanks to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and your love for all of God's people, which come from your confident hope of what God has reserved for you in heaven. You have had this expectation ever since you first heard the truth of the good news. This same good news that came to you is going out all over the world. It is bearing fruit everywhere by changing lives, just as it changed your lives from the day you first heard and understood the truth about God's wonderful grace. You learned about the good news from Epaphras, our beloved co-worker. He is Christ's faithful servant, and he is helping us on your behalf. He has told us about the love for others that the Holy Spirit has given you. So we have not stopped praying for you since we first heard about you. We ask God to give you complete knowledge of his will and to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding then the way you live will always honor and please the Lord, and your lives will produce every kind of good fruit. All the while, you will grow as you learn to know God better and better. We also pray that you will be strengthened with all his glorious power, so you will have all the endurance and patience you need. May you be filled with joy, always thanking the Father. He has enabled you to share in the inheritance that belongs to his people who live in the light. For he has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son, who purchased our freedom and forgave our sins. Christ is supreme. 
Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. He existed before anything was created and is supreme over all creation. For through him, God created everything in the heavenly realms and on earth. He made the things we can see and the things we can't see, such as thrones, kingdoms, rulers, and authorities in the unseen world. Everything was created through him and for him. He existed before anything else, and he holds all creation together. Christ is also the head of the church, which is his body. He is the beginning, supreme over all who rise from the dead. So he is first in everything. For God in all his fullness was pleased to live in Christ. And through him, God reconciled everything to himself. He made peace with everything in heaven and on earth by means of Christ's blood on the cross. This includes you who were once far away from God. You were his enemy, separated from him by your evil thoughts and actions. Yet now, he has reconciled you to himself through the death of Christ in his physical body. As a result, he has brought you into his own presence, and you are holy and blameless as you stand before him without a single fault. But you must continue to believe this truth and stand firmly in it. Don't drift away from the assurance you received when you heard the good news. The good news has been preached all over the world, and I, Paul, have been appointed as God's servant to proclaim it. Paul's work for the church. I am glad when I suffer for you in my body, for I'm participating in the sufferings of Christ that continue for his body, the church. God has given me the responsibility of serving his church by proclaiming his entire message to you. This message was kept secret for centuries and generations past, but now it has been revealed to God's people. For God wanted them to know that the riches and glory of Christ are for you Gentiles too. And this is the secret. Christ lives in you. This gives you assurance of sharing his glory. So we tell others about Christ, warning everyone and teaching everyone with all the wisdom God has given us. We want to present them to God, perfect in their relationship to Christ. That's why I work and struggle so hard, depending on Christ's mighty power that works within me. so so rich like that's got so much in it so much in it so we're gonna I'm gonna do my best to try and dissect that and and help us digest like that's gonna be the goal today but before we even kick off and before we even start with any of the points I also want to just just to give some more practicality because that's sweet that's another like you know that's another um resource that's that's beautiful streetlights like I be I want to listen to that in my car like that bangs that's hard like I like that beat for real like that I love it like it's like like it's it's tight. It's tight. But some awesome, like, awesome, awesome practical things, okay, right, right here, is just some awesome questions that I think would be sweet just to, like, hit off the note to ask whenever opening your Bible. Just to, like, open off so we get the script. So, one, a beautiful question to ask is, yo, what is, <laughs> what is being written? Is it a story? Is it a letter? Is it a parable? What is it? Is it history? Is it prophecy? Is it law? There's, there's differences in the Bible depending on what we're reading. And I'll explain like what we're going to read today. But these are questions. So if you're note takers, today's going to be a very note takey kind of day. So like grab your thing and it's going to be, it's going to be fun. So just get your hand ready. Like 
shake it out and everything. Who's writing it? Where is it taking place? What's the context? Is there war? Is there not? And this is, I mean, this is Google all day. Like, Google is. Like, who is writing it? Where is it taking place? Who's the author? Who's it going to? And then finally, what's the purpose? The big picture. What's the purpose in the time period? Like, what is it right now? And then how does it fit into the narrative of my life? How does it fit into the narrative of the whole Bible? Make sense? So for Colossians, what is being written is it's a letter of encouragement pointed and addressed to the city of Colossae. Colossians, Colossae. So it's a letter of encouragement. Who is writing it? Paul. It's this dude, he was, he was known for killing Christians. Killing them. And then got saved and started preaching to them. Yo, that's crazy. That doesn't get old. So I don't know, we might just have to like wake up a little bit because that's not, that's crazy. And then they also say that possibly this dude named Timothy, which was his understudy or like the person that he discipled, they think that he could have contributed or inspired it in some way. So we know here that it's, it's what? It's a letter of encouragement pointed and addressed to the city of Colossae. Who wrote it? Paul and Timothy. And then what's the purpose slash big picture? The purpose slash big picture is to encourage, this is what I believe, is to encourage and remind the church of Colossae and us as readers and believers of who Jesus is and what he has done. And so that's just some practicality to read your Bible. And then I was, you know, I was just searching on the internet, doing my studying, and I found my friend, good guy, I've known him for years. I think he just wanted to let us know something real quick. I want a church girl that go to church and read your Bible. Y'all got to read your Bibles, okay? That's how we got to start out today. So the title of the message is, on the top of your notes, ready? Get your pens ready. On the title, of, on, the, on the top of your notes, write one S, one more S, a third S, an H, the secret is unraveled. What's that stand for? Shh. The secret is unraveled. You got to say it with me, though. Shh. The secret is unraveled. Oh, that's kind of exciting. That's good. That's good. And so, guys, make some spaces in between those S, S, H. They're going to stand for something. It's going to be exciting. And so we're going to kick off. Like I said, I'm going I'm I'm to read a passage, and I'm going to give us some points. And before I even get into the acronym, I just wanted to start off. So zoom into verse 3. Paul's thanksgiving and prayer. We always pray for you. And we give thanks to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. For we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and your love for all of God's people, which come from your confident hope of what God has reserved for you in heaven. You've had this expectation ever since you first heard the truth of the good news. This same good news. Remember what kind of church are we? A good good news church? Okay, just I just didn't know. I didn't know if y'all knew. I knew, but I didn't know if you knew. This same good news that came to you is going out all over the world. It's bearing fruit everywhere by changing lives, lives, just as it changed your lives from the day you first heard and understood the truth about God's wonderful grace. You learned about the good news from Epaphras, our beloved coworker. He is Christ's faithful servant, and he is helping us on your behalf. He has told us about the love for others that the Holy Spirit has given you. So this is like the opening passage. And when I read this, it's just kind of one of my thought processes. I was like, man, have we... Has anybody else ever thought twice about city life strategy? You might be like, what strategy, Ashton? Like, the mantra, the motto, like, love in the city one life at a time. Has anybody ever thought twice about it? Like, just like, man, like, because I did. I thought twice, I was like, that doesn't, 
that doesn't make any sense. I was like, wait, you want to love the city like only one life at a time? Like, what? One life? Like, again, you know, Ashton here, and I got the, after I graduated high school, I had the opportunity. I went and lived in Senegal. It's a, it's a country in West Africa, and I lived there for a year. It's 95% Muslim, so it's an Islamic nation. And I lived there, and you have no exposure. There was no Bibles. There was nothing. Like, I was like, oh, my gosh, I have to talk about God every day. I was like, this, I was stressing out. Like, I was telling, every day I was having conversation. I was like, yo, do you know who Jesus is? Bro, let me tell you. And they're like, yeah, 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 I know who he is. He's, he's a prophet or something. And I'm like, no, 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 he's the son of God. And we go for days. And I, I'd get so stressed out because I'd have that burden, you know, like that burden right here. Like, man, like, I got to tell everybody about this. Like, I'm passionate. Like, I want, I want people to know. And then I, and I come, I come back overseas. I start coming to City Life. And I'm sitting over there. And Jerome's like, yo, we're going to love the city one life at a time. And I was sitting in my seat like, is this dude crazy? And, like, I didn't say nothing for a long time. Like, I internalized it. And I would, like, like, I'd see him, and he'd be like, bro, I just love loving the city one life at a time. And I'd be like, bro, this dude's wild. This doesn't make any sense. Like, I'm trying to love the city, like, a thousand lives at a time. Seriously. And, and it wasn't, honestly, until, like, literally two weeks ago, until this, because I kind of forgot about it. I was just like, ah, whatever, I'll, I'll talk about it. Jerome just doesn't get it. 21-year-old Ash, 19-year-old Ash at the time was like, ah, Jerome just doesn't get it dumb kid and and so then but then I'm reading this and we want to pull back up that that verse for me K right it says because in verse 7 it goes in and it goes you learned about the good news from Epaphras our beloved co-worker he is Christ's faithful servant and he's helping us on your behalf he has told us about the love for others that the Holy Spirit has given you so I'm reading this and I'm like ah, that's cool what does that even mean and I was like wait do we remember again who was writing it Paul. So Paul was writing about this dude, Epaphras. So then I started thinking about it. And I was like, Paul loved Epaphras. Epaphras, their beloved coworker, like their homies, like they're, they're over here telling everybody about Jesus. Epaphras then runs the message to where? Colossae. And then someone in Colossae tells someone else, and then sooner or later, Colossae is about to pee their Holy Spirit pants, and it gets back up to like, it gets back up to um, Paul. And I was like, that's kind of cool. But then I started researching it and I studied it, and it said that Paul's never, ever stepped foot in Colossae. Do you see my point here? Paul loved Epaphras. He loved one. And what happened? Epaphras took that message where? To Colossae. And then Colossae got excited and started loving people and loving the city. And then it got back to Paul. That's crazy, because why? Because Paul was faithful and loved the city. He loved Epaphras. He loved the one. And then God did the rest. That's crazy. That's crazy. And then, and then you're telling, so so I'm sitting here, I'm like, that's cool. That's Paul. I mean, this dude literally goes down in the books as one of the greatest Christians ever. And I'm like, but what about here and now? And I'm like, wait a second. Does anybody know any, like, we, the urban planning, the urban center kind of thing? Like, we, like, the, the neighborhoods around here, you guys know Summer Place right down the road, right? I think it represents 25-plus nationalities, 25-plus nationalities, 18-plus languages. And I was thinking about it, and I'm like, 18-plus languages, 25-plus nationalities. So wait a second. I want to love the world. But if I love one kid who's from Afghanistan or Iran or somewhere, who knows? 
but I love one kid, just hard, go hard, five, ten years, that has the potential to take that message where? To another country? So loving the city one life at a time looks like loving the world, right? That's crazy. And this was like, this, and I'm, this isn't even part of the sermon yet. I just wanted to highlight this because I just got excited reading. I was like, dude, this is it. This is love the city one life at a time. This is what that means. So if you have the passion to want to love the world, yo, love the city one life at a time. Pick someone. Love hard. Take them out. Go there. Go to the fun fiestas. Go whatever you can do. Seriously. Love the city one life at a time. And so now we'll actually get to the sermon, okay? So we're going to get to it now. So verse 9. So we have not stopped praying for you since we first heard about you. We ask God to give you complete knowledge of his will and to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. Then the way you live will always honor and please the Lord, and your lives will produce every kind of good fruit. All the while, you will grow as you learn to know God better and better. We also pray that you will be strengthened with all his glorious power so you will have the endurance and patience you need. May you be filled with joy always thanking the Father. He has enabled you to share in the inheritance that belongs to his people who live in the light. For he has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son who purchased our freedom and forgave our sins. The first S of the acronym is simple. You gotta write it down. I'll give you a second. The first S is simple. We was talking in the back. I could have been sponsored by GNC right here. I work at GNC. I didn't even think about it. So come get your supplements. <laughs> Seriously. The first S is simple, y'all. Guys, if you've never heard the gospel, if we can go back to verse 13, it's right here. For he has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear Dear son, what did he do? He transferred us from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. How? Guys, we were racking up points on the, like the, the, the team of darkness, yo. Like, dude, people were. Just like that. Like, it was way up. Just point after point after point. I'm talking triple doubles. That's more basketball knowledge. I'm not even a basketball guy that much, but had to throw it in there because this is the kingdom of darkness that we were working for. And we got transferred into the kingdom of his dear son, Jesus. And he bought our freedom for eternity. How? He humbly laid himself on, down and got hung up on a cross, crucified, murdered, everything, the whole nine for you and me. Purchasing our freedom. Purchasing our freedom. And that's so extravagant. You're probably like, dude, that doesn't even make any, how, how is that at all simple? But it is. It's this, because we get so blown out of, oh, it's so crazy. We get so blown out of proportion in this, because it's, it's extremely deep and extravagant for sure. But it's so simple. What is it? Jesus Christ died on the cross for you and me. So why? We could have eternity with him. It's that. That's what we're doing here. That's why we love the city one life at a time. That's simple. Because we get so lost in the sauce. Like, for real. People are like, yo, the Big Bang, dude. Did it happen or did it not? Dinosaurs, bro? Were they a thing? I don't know. Adam and Eve, did they have belly buttons? Good question. I'm still confused. 
I'm still confused. How? Maybe they did it. I just like, it gets me every time. But it's, it's questions like these, and it's questions, these outlier questions that get us so unfocused from the simplicity of what it really is. Jesus Christ laid himself down for you and me so we could have eternity with him. <laughs> That's exciting. That's it. And so, and, and, and so I want us to know that it's simple, but also, it's, it's just, I think that sometimes we may, we skip past the part, we're like, okay, that's cool, I get that, Ashton, I know that, that's, that's good. But everybody keeps telling me to pray, and I, the prayer thing is cool, I get it, I understand the point of it, but how? Like, you're telling me to talk to who? I can't see nothing in my room. Like, this is real, like, people are really asking these questions. Like, I don't know, I don't know, what, what, what is this? And I think that if we go back up to the rest of the passage, Paul, one of the, again, one of the greatest Christians ever, lay, lays out a beautiful script for you and I. And when you get up on that passage, and so it's like, Paul, and we're going to work our way through it. Um, we'll start at the top. He goes, verse 9, so we have, so we have, not stop praying for you since we first heard about you. So what does that mean? So this is, again, for our note takers in the house, praying for you. So he is not, so Paul, again, writing this. This is praying 101 for anybody that doesn't know or needs some, like, just little pro tips from Paul. So we have not stopped praying for you since we first heard about you. Remember, Paul's never been, but what has he not, what has he done? He hasn't stopped praying for him. Unceasing prayer. Don't stop. Don't quit. No matter what you're saying, just keep praying. We ask God to give you complete knowledge of his will and to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. Parents in the house might be like, hey, how do I pray for my kids? Well, I'm a young cat. I'll let you know. When I was graduating high school, I said, hey, I have no clue what I'm supposed to do. for Like, that, that moment in life is like, dude, I have to choose my whole future right now. Am I going to college? I, I, now I'm going to go to another country? Like, that doesn't seem beneficial. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. Like, guys, the one thing you could pray, parents is ask God to give complete knowledge of his plan for your kids. And then for you to get spiritual wisdom and understanding and to believe and support. Because loving the city one life at a time might be your kid. Just saying. Just saying. Then the way you live will always honor and please the Lord. And your lives will produce every kind of good fruit. That's just a cool, that's a selfish prayer. I'm taking that. I'm trying to honor and please the Lord in everything I do and bear every good fruit. These are things you guys can pray. All the while, you'll grow, you'll grow as you learn to know God better and better. The ultimate prayer right here. Know God better and better. We also pray. This one's deep. That you'll be strengthened with all his glorious power. So you will have all the endurance and patience you need. Honestly, I was praying about it. We were, you know, I've been, I've been thinking about it. I'm like, some people could have walked in today like, yo, I'm about to give up. This is crazy. Parent game, crazy. Kid game, crazy. But I just want you to know, and I'm praying for you. I've been praying. Whoever you are out there that's like, yo, I can't do this anymore. I need to give up. I can't. Yo, I've been praying this for you all week, that you'll be strengthened with all his glorious power so you will have all the endurance and patience you need. I've been praying for you all week. So whoever you are out there, wherever you're sitting, I've been praying for you all week that you have his glorious power inside. Whatever that means for you. I, and I'd love to have a conversation about it, too, if you want to talk after. 
And so, so this right here, guys, like, I, I, would, I would run this daily if you need to. Like, this is, yo, you, you, you just, you know, you got, you got blank, blank space. You got nothing in your head. You're trying to write down your prayer. You don't know. Dude, just open up Colossians 1, verse 9 through 11, and you got prayer. Okay? Okay? So let's zoom forward to the second S. The second S. Christ is supreme. The second S is supreme. So what is our first one? Second one? Dude, this is fun. Y'all got it. Y'all listening to everything? So second S is supreme. So we're going we're gonna to zoom into verse 15 and we're going to read this. Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. He existed before anything was created and is supreme over all creation. For through him, God created everything in the heavenly realms and on earth. He made the things we can see and the things we can't see, such as thrones, kingdoms, rulers, authorities, things in the unseen world. Everything was created through him and for him. He existed before anything else, and he holds all creation together like the ultimate glue. Christ is also the head of the church, which is his body. The church is his body. He is the beginning, supreme over all who rise from the dead. So he is first in everything, for God in all his fullness was pleased to live in Christ. And through him God reconciled, big word for restored, brought back, everything to himself. He made peace with everything in heaven and on earth by means of Christ's blood on the cross. That's a lot of words. To let you know that Jesus is number one and he is supreme. In ten words, and you can count it for me, that Jesus paid it all. No, sorry. That Jesus made it all and then paid it all. That's, the, that's right there. Jesus made everything for you and me. And what did he do? He picked up the whole tab. The whole tab. How? Remember? He laid himself down. Humbly, for you and I to have eternity with him. So what did he do? He made it all and then paid it all. The invisible God created everything. But that statement right there is mad funky. The invisible God? Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. I don't see either of them. Do you? I I, I mean, these lights be kind of bright, but... I don't see him. And, and so we, I, I, this used to trip me up. Because, like, I got saved and, uh, by that meaning. Like, I, I accepted Jesus Christ in high school. And it was, you know, I'm sitting there. And, and we're having conversation after conversation. I'm like, I'm like, I'm throwing every theological question I could ask. I'm like, the belly button one, I'm talking everything. I'm like, yo, if I'm going to believe, I need to know how belly buttons came in the picture. And. And then we started talking about this quote, and it just came up, and it was like, and it, the way the scholars kind of say it is they're like, hey, hey, guys, so I want you guys to envision real quick, picture. So we're looking out the window, right? Can everybody see the window right here? So we're looking out the window, and you see the trees moving. Wow. The kids running in the parking lot, and you see the hairs, like, put, like the, the, his hair's being blown back. You're like, man, that's cool. He's like, do you see how the, the trees are moving? 
He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You see how his, that kid's hair is moving? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, here, put your, put your hand out the car. See how that you feel that on your hand? He's like, hey, but you can't see it, can you? Oh, you know where I'm going with this, don't you? You know where I'm going with this. You can't see it, can you? And he goes, he goes, guys, you can't see the wind, but you can see the effects of it. Right? Y'all, you can't see God maybe, but I sure hope you can see the effects of it. I mean, we got the 2019 year in review. You're telling me 200 pairs of shoes are purchased for an apartment, a Section 8 apartment complex? You're telling me that? You're telling me that a $70,000 truck was produced to love the city and throw parties? That's, the dumbest, that's crazy. Are you telling me that hundreds of people have responded to the gospel in Lansing? Hundreds of people have responded to the gospel here in City Life Lansing. So you may not be able to see God, and that might trip you up, but I sure hope you can see the effects of him. I sure hope you can see the effects of him. Yo, that's crazy. And so, oh, that's, I love that one. It's so, it's so deep to me. And so we're going to zoom in. We're going to go to the third one, the last S. The last S. So we got an S and an H. So we got, what's our first one? Nice. Second one? Third one is, the S is sufficient. So simple, supreme, sufficient. Ooh, I'm excited for this one, too. We got an H. And then the secret's unraveled. Verse 21. This includes you. Who were once far away from God. You were his enemies. Remember racking up like points for the team of darkness? You were his enemies. Separated from him. By your evil thoughts and actions. Yet now he has reconciled you. Remember that word? Brought back, restored. To himself through the death of Christ. And his physical body. As a result he has brought you into his home presence. And you are holy and blameless. As you stand before him without a single fault. But you must continue to believe this truth and stand firmly in it. Don't drift away from the assurance you received when you first heard the good news. The good news has been preached all over the world, and I, Paul, have been appointed as God's servant to proclaim it. Family, do we believe that Jesus is sufficient? Yo, being a young cat, this young dude right here, it's hard. Hard. There is so much shiny stuff. Like, I'm serious. By that meaning, like, there's so much trying to grab my attention. And like, I'm going to get raw real quick. Like, everything from pornographic sexual stuff to fame, celebrities, social media, you name it. Everything's like, hey, bro, grab this. Hey, check this out. Hey, look at this. Hey, click here. Do that. Watch this. Hey, bro, spend your life doing this. What, that means nothing. So much idoliz- like idolization, like there's so much of it. I hope I'm not the only one. Really though, like for real, that's, that's a struggle. How do I stand firmly? How do I stand firmly in the truth given? I mean, that's what he's asking me. He's like, you must continue to believe this truth and stand firmly in it. Like that means don't drift or nothing. How? How can I do that? I got the answer. I was thinking about it, and I was like, I got the answer. 
community. Brothers and sisters who love you, and check this one out, and will call the best out of you, even if it hurts a little bit. They say, hey, Trevor, that's not you, bro. That's not you. I don't know what, you, I don't know what you're doing over there, bro, but I know who real Trevor is. Because that's what brothers and sisters do. They stand arm in arm, reminding you of the truth given. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I mean, oh, wow, look at that lady. Whoa. And, you know, and it's like you get pulled back by community. That's how we're wired. We can't do it alone. You see this whole concept that we talked about all 2019, the one, loving the city? It's so deep. It's so simple. But it's so deep. We can't do it alone. And maybe you're there like, yo, dude, I don't have friends or family. I don't have none of that. I don't got community, none of that. Sorry, Ashton. That's cool. Like, I get, I get your point, but, like, I don't have nothing. Disclaimer. Disclaimer. What's today? <laughs> it's March 8th, right? What's to, this is the kickoff of, I forgot how to say it. What are they called? Um, what, I, I just can't remember. Groups, groups. So groups might, I think that means that the definite might be community, right? Is that what that means? So wait a second. So you're saying we're providing community for you? For people like that are sitting here like, bruh, I don't got the family. I don't got the friends. <gasps> Disclaimer, today, kick off groups. Groups. I mean, we got moms and coffee. That's dope. I can't go, but that's cool. I thought about it, too. I was like, that would be crazy if I showed up. And it would just be mad suspect. <laughs> I mean, we got my faith and fitness group. So if you're out there, I'm, I'm going to set eight week. I'm going to set an eight-week goal of your faith goals. And then a set of eight weeks of your fitness goals. Believe it or not, those go hand in hand. We got a recovery group. So you might be there like, bro, you, that's cool, but you don't got it for me, bro. I bet we do. We got 26 groups. And I know I'm preaching the choir. I think, what is it, 250 people joined groups? That's so cool. Guys, join community. Get with brothers and sisters that love you and that want to call the best out of you. Please. That's, that's my heart. That's City Life's heart. That's Jerome and Crystal's heart. That's what we want for you. That's why we're doing this. We want to bring the city together wherever you are. The secret's about to get unraveled. The last letter is H, and it stands for heaven. H stands for heaven. Torian, if you want to count the keys, you can. H stands for heaven. I'm going to read verse 24. I am glad when I suffer for you in my body, for I am participating in the sufferings of Christ that continue for his body. The church, God has given me the responsibility of serving his church by proclaiming his entire message to you. This message was kept secret and for centuries and generations past. But now it has been revealed to God's people. For God wanted them to know the riches and glory of Christ are for you Gentiles too. <laughs> you guys, guys, do you want to know what the secret is? I'm going to tell you. You want to hear it? Go ahead, cue it. It's crazy. Christ lives in you. H stands for heaven. What is it? I'll tell you guys just in case you didn't hear. 
Christ lives in you. You, dude. Christ lives in you. Christ lives in you. Guys, the ambassador of the universe, the almighty king lives in you. You carry heaven inside of you right here. It's you. And it's not just here at church. You don't just come in and it's like, got my Jesus robe on, cool. Go out the door, got it off now. No. It's at Sexton. It's at work. If you're a server, if you're a mom, if you're a doctor, if you're defending people in court, it doesn't matter. You carry heaven inside of you. The most valuable, most precious, expensive, like, resource in the universe. (laughs) And it's inside of you. And he goes on, he says, this gives you insurance of sharing his glory. So we tell others about Christ, warning everyone and teaching everyone with the wisdom God has given us. We want to present them to God, perfect in their relationship to Christ. That's why I work and struggle so hard, depending on Christ's mighty power that works within me and you. That's what Paul's saying. That's what city life's about. That's what the churches in Lansing are doing. They want to present people. They want to present Lansing to God that is so good, that we're so perfect in our relationship with Christ. He understands it's not going to be perfect. That's not what he's saying. He's not saying like, oh, we we are perfect. No. But he wants to try so hard and tell everyone. That's the secret unraveled. Christ lives in you. Christ lives in you. So we know what? That Jesus, Christianity is what? Simple. Jesus is, he is, and what lives in me? Heaven. Christ. So guys, today, run out of here. Be inspired, I pray, motivated, encouraged. But more importantly, take this for yourself, but don't just be selfish with it. Let people know. Let people hear this message. Let people, like, this is what it's about. This is the coolest revolution ever we get to be a part of. So run out of here. Let people know they're loved, they're smart, they're important, they belong. Yo, and I believe it, wherever you are, I mean, I'm going to be going to Moody in the fall, and that's amazing, that's beautiful. Thank you. I'm grateful. But y'all, wherever I am, wherever you are, wherever your kids' kids are, we're not going to stop till What? Things new. Because how are we going to do it? We're going to love the city. What? Y'all, you guys preaching with me. I ain't got to do this. I thought Jerome asked me to preach. Y'all was preaching. No, guys, be inspired. Be motivated. Thank you today for coming. I'm grateful to know you. It's so cool. So, guys, thank you for another day and another breath. I pray for you guys that Jesus continues to just make all things new in our life. God, that he encourages us. And then Ultimately, you just, you convict us to to join community, to remember that you're sufficient, you're simple, 
You're supreme. You're heaven. And thank you for putting that in me. Guys, thank you, thank you, thank you. Next week, 10 o'clock, 1130, you belong here. Thanks for listening to the City Life Lansing podcast. Loving you and loving the city one life at a time. For more information, messages, and to partner financially, go to citylifelansing.com. You belong here.